Oh, hey, girl. It's Tess Rouse and Christina Beattie. We're the co-hosts and creators of Authentically Wild. A podcast that may literally transform your understanding about life, relationships, and your healing journey. So get ready, girl. Shit's about to get wild. You are the author of your story, and our lives are a choose-your-own-adventure novel, where the outcomes are tied to what we say yes to and what we say no to. In other words, your boundaries. This discussion is so critical because in order to have the life that you really want, you have to be on the same frequency as your dreams before they will materialize, before you can manifest them. This episode will dive into what are the different types of boundaries, the spectrum we live on in terms of boundary setting, and of course, like always, mine and Christina's journey on this topic. Make sure to listen until the end where we give you four questions to reflect on so that you can navigate boundary setting and begin calling in the life that you ultimately want. Hello. Hey, girl. I love when you do your singing ballads to me. (laughs) It's so funny. I actually saw this video on... um, ADHD like it was like a meme about ADHD and like how I I didn't know this this has always been a tendency of me to like just go into acapella when I'm just sitting there like and they were showing this guy on his phone he's like Jason Derulo (laughs) this is what I do like I just start singing out of nowhere and I my sisters can attest to this because they used to hate it I like it it's like a quirky personality trait (laughs) (laughs) yeah among many among many Today, we are talking about boundaries. I'm so excited. Like this is, this has been a big one because, you know, when we look at kind of, so how we're going to lay it out today is we're going to look at the different types of boundaries, specifically focusing on like energetic boundaries as well. Uh, We're going to look at how boundaries and manifestation are very closely aligned. And then in between all of that, Tess and I are going to lay out how this has shown up in our own lives, how we have created better boundaries, where we are still working on this. And then we'll leave you with some questions that you can start to explore in your own life, where you can potentially be putting in better boundaries for your own mental health and self-worth and manifestation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start by looking at the different types of boundaries, and then also kind of looking at how these sit on a spectrum, because if there's one thing that I've been learning that seems to just continue to show up is that everything is on a spectrum, really, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's about finding that middle ground. You know, we talked about as well on the pod a few times now, like the idea of a seesaw and you don't want to really be on either side of that. You want to find the middle piece of that, you know, so that you can create the balance on that seesaw. So you're not always going up and down and up and down. So when we're looking at different types of boundaries, the first one I want to start with. So if you don't know much about boundaries, I'm going to give you a little layout here of some different types. The first one would be verbal boundaries. So this is any type of boundary that you set in regards to speaking and communicating what you're feeling, thinking, or experiencing. So an example of this could be let's say you're having a conversation with your partner, you're noticing that your partner is not present emotionally, mentally, whatever. Setting a verbal boundary here would look something like saying, this is what I'm experiencing. Can you be more present with me? Right. It can be as simple as that, as just verbally saying what's going on for yourself and what you're needing in that moment. If we look at physical boundaries, this is anything, any type of boundary that you set in regards to your body and your personal space. And Tess and I were kind of joking, like, okay, let's think of some examples here. And I know my sisters would know this one. So an example, 
my mom, love her. Love you, Deb. You're the best. But she <laughs> loves to come over and just pitter patter around my house. Like I'll just find her in the kids' room making their beds. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're not making their beds, mom. Like, I love you, but no. And so, you know, I had to kind of set a verbal boundary, but more so physical, like this is my physical space. This is my home. And I know my mom has the best intentions, but I don't like it when she comes over and cleans. Maybe some people would like that. I don't like it. And, uh, and so I really had to say that and assert my boundaries in my physical space. So that'd be kind Mm -hmm. of an example of that. Um, And then the last piece, energetic boundaries. So this is any type of boundaries you set in regards to your energy and your experience and what someone else's energy and experience is. It's about creating separation. It's about coming back and grounding into your energy when this is occurring. So an example of this is, you know, someone that you love very dearly, whether it's a partner, a friend, just anyone is going through a difficult time. And rather than being able to support them from a distance and, and love them through this and, and help them move through this, you want to fix and save and take away the experience for them and start to actually carry it as if it's your own. So that would be an example of, of where you would need to set an energetic boundary and taking back your energy and supporting them, finding a way to support them without actually carrying that experience. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the last podcast, we chatted about how this happened between you and I, right? Yes. Like you were in this experience with the kids and I began like emulating that and taking it on, feeling it in my body. Yes. And I think energetic ones too are more setting a boundary with yourself as opposed to the other person. Like sometimes mm. they can then cross over into verbal boundaries. Like, unfortunately I can't help you with that thing you're asking me to, because I just have too much on my plate or it's just you regrounding in yourself. I don't need to carry this experience for them. I need to be here as a friend, a support system, etc. Yeah. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that also gives a visual of what some of these can look like, right? Like, like you said, verbal, physical, it's with someone else, but energetic is much more, there's gray area there because I think it can be hard to remember how to separate ourselves energetically, especially if we've done it our whole lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm glad that you mentioned that it's more about, it's much more about our energy with energetic boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, in, in terms of that spectrum, you're talking about most of the time boundaries get spoken about when it's a lack of boundaries, right? Mm. Yes. I think you would have some good examples of where that seesaw tips the other way, where you create literally a fortress of boundaries. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So this is where that spectrum piece comes in, right? Because like you said, I think we're taught so much about, oh, you got to create a boundary. You have to enforce that. You have to create space there. Uh, but sometimes we have too many boundaries, right? And so when I think about how these kind of show up, you know, when we don't have enough boundaries, this is when the codependency stuff comes in. And we've talked about this on the pod in, in past episodes, right? Codependency is, you know, always, it's like that anxious energy, that anxious attachment energy, always going outside of ourselves and, and just like doing, 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 and being everything for everyone and all of that. But then with the too many boundaries, and this is something that I've really noticed in myself is there's, there's more of like a avoidant energy there. It's like pushing away, resisting. And I've noticed that I sometimes have too many boundaries, especially in very close relationships, sometimes romantic relationships, because it's a protective mechanism for me that if I can stay at a distance, if I can keep you over there, if I can keep your love or the potential 
of deep, deep love over there, I can avoid getting hurt, rejected, and really disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I think when we venture into too many boundaries, usually what coincides with that is a lack of flexibility. So maybe you set specific boundaries in terms of what you expected of a partnership, but then maybe someone provides a juxtaposing position to yours. And instead of going into that with curiosity, like, would it serve me to loosen this boundary or Mm -hmm. set a different type of boundary? We just say, nope, this is the boundary. It's very inflexible. It's very cutthroat. It's very black and white thinking. And I think that's when you can get into trouble. It doesn't mean that you allow people to change your boundaries, but it's, it's always making sure that I think you're having that conversation with yourself. Is this boundary serving me or is this lack of a boundary serving me? Right. And being flexible with what those boundaries are in what given situation and looking like how you did, have I created this boundary as a protective mechanism that maybe is no longer serving me as an adult, or is there room where I can be more flexible here? Because actually I will, I will pull in better things, more better things will come into my life. If I, if I create sort of flexibility or move back into the middle of that spectrum on this piece. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the flexibility, when we have too many boundaries in place, there's rigidity there. And there's a reason there's rigidity there is because it allows us to feel more in control. And I mean, me being a recovering control freak, I think forever for for the rest of my life, I will be recovering and you can feel control when you keep things at a distance. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you've been really hurt in your life, if you've experienced really, really bad trauma or any trauma for that matter, if you've been disappointed over and over and over, there is a reason why you have all those boundaries, a really good reason. And, and again, again, like picking up on tools and strategies we've talked about in, in past episodes, get curious, mm-hmm. figure out why you feel like you need to be so in control, have some compassion for yourself, right? Be patient, sit with yourself, understand why. And, and it's a process of gently allowing yourself to open a bit you know, and gently allowing yourself to trust in smaller things rather than all of a sudden you won't be able to just put all your trust into people, you know, if you've never been able to in the past. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to add that in there because that's been a process that I've really had to start working with is now that I've seen that I really want that control. And there is that inflexibility sometimes in too many boundaries. It's been a slow process of learning how to put trust into things and, and release a bit, you know? No, that definitely makes sense. And it's just so interesting because I think, you know, you and I are on different sides of the spectrum or maybe have been at certain points in our life. And we're going to jump into in a few minutes here about how boundaries and having healthy boundaries actually really allows more manifestation in your life. Like the things you want to come through will come through more naturally. You will become sort of aligned with the life that you've always wanted for yourself. And boundaries is typically a place I would say that's that's really overlooked, but you can see it. And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, but boundaries are really your way of like communicating to the universe. What is a yes? And what is a no for you? And if you're settling with the things that are a no for you, you're basically saying, this is the life I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just maybe before we jump into that, we wanted to give you some examples. And so in in my life, one of the areas that I was very guilty of having a lack of boundaries was my energetic boundaries. So very much in, in the past, I have 
constructed my life around energetically putting my time, resources, energy into other people. So planning events for people, putting, you know, work or sorry, uh, energy into my work, into my projects, into my relationships, everyone else came before me. And typically what that looked like was self-sacrifice. So I would find like myself not eating healthy, not getting adequate rest, not prioritizing my hobbies or the things I wanted to do because maybe the house needed to be clean because I felt like my family expected that or needed that. Uh, and so I've really come a long way in that. I mean, yes, I've taken a sabbatical off work, so that's really helped, but I really felt that in my life I needed that so I could focus on how do I set a boundary energetically and how do I keep it enforced? How do I make sure that the things I want are where I'm putting my energy first, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of like, I can't support other people if I'm feeling depleted and drained all the time. And I've really noticed a shift in my life um, in, in doing that. And I hope as I venture back into my career, I can continue to enforce that. Mm-hmm. But one, one place that I really wanted to touch on is, is this new sort of area and boundaries where I'm feeling a major lack. And I've, se- I've seen the pattern now over a number of different relationship dynamics over the years, but even more so recently in a, in a social situation. So I know I need to tune in my attention there, but it's very much with verbal boundaries, which mm-hmm. I find funny because I know you don't lack there. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, I'm pretty good at like saying <laughs> what I need or what almost like it can be a bit cold right. or, or harsh. So I'm learning how to be a bit more sensitive in that sense. But we're a good, good match Yeah, <laughs> learning from each other. So what, what I've noticed in terms of my verbal boundaries is again, if you would know me, especially in a work setting, I can walk into any boardroom and conduct a room. I can facilitate any meeting, any discussion, especially with males, but even women too. I don't feel intimidated in that setting. I kind of can get things done, have the hard conversations, the negotiations. However, Hmm. my verbal boundaries literally diminish to nothing when I am in the presence of another alpha, typically a female Mm. who has a very domineering type personality. So, you know, we all have people like this in our lives. They're sort of unfiltered, very blunt. They can sort of be guilty of steamrolling people's emotions, not necessarily that they're trying to do it from a vindictive place, but it's just how they come across. Right. And so I realized how come I can go into a room full of senior executives and tell them like how it is, what's not working, what they need to change and fix. But when I am in a conversation or possibly a bit of an argument with another alpha female who has this domineering personality, I literally become a child. Mm -hmm. I freeze. I cannot put words to my feelings, nor even if I could, I don't think I would express them because I feel pretty worthless in that moment, pretty powerless. And it it just happened to me a few weeks ago in a, in a social situation. And I, it was the first time I actually noticed the pattern. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking like, what, why is this happening? And why can't I put in those verbal boundaries with that type of personality? And then it all sort of clicked Mm -hmm. as it does. (laughs) Right. Uh, So again, for me being brought up in, in the house that I was, my mom was an alpha female and she was very domineering. Like it was her way. That's the way things were done. And if I did put in a boundary or say my opinion, which would contradict hers, it would be typically met with abuse 
whether that was physical or emotional. And so I just really wanted to highlight this example because this is again, another case in point where that was a protective mechanism for me as a child. And I have brought it into my adult life, even though I know I'm not going to be physically harmed by these alpha females, I have not healed like that sort of neural pathway. And so subconsciously, I'm still thinking that this is going to be met with abuse. And so, right. And so I literally go into fight or fight, which typically actually for my personality results in me freezing up. And so it's been something I've noticed. I have not moved through it, but again, becoming aware of it is the first step. And I can see that. I'm getting into more and more situations where these like alpha dominate, like dominating females are coming into my life. And I'm somehow sort of in the crossfire of a conversation with them. And I know the universe is going to keep presenting this pattern, mm-hmm. right? Maybe in possibly different dynamics until I can master how to implement boundaries there respectfully, yeah. but very much like my emotional boundaries were being crossed in all these situations where I was not voicing my side of the story, or I let someone steamroll me or embarrass me in front of a group of people. And again, even going another layer deeper, which I would encourage anyone who's thinking about like, why can't I set a boundary with this situation or with this type of person? As a child, mm. I knew that if I didn't speak up, that, that almost meant more security in keeping the bond with my mother. Mm-hmm. There was this belief that if I spoke against her, then that connection would be severed and the cord child, would get cut. Yeah. Yep. Every yep. child wants, or every human, I should say, wants love, acceptance, belonging. Connection. And, yeah. And so in these dynamics, again, it's almost like subconsciously I'm thinking if I validate myself, if I stand in my self-worth here, it means I'm sacrificing belonging in this relationship, even if like, maybe I'm not even close friends with them. But again, in terms of human wants and needs, belonging typically trumps, you know, self-worth. Yeah. Or self-expression, right? Yeah. Self, sorry, self-expression. And I think there's a a piece of that, which is, which is the self-worth piece. Right. But again, I would say one of the tools that we need to kind of begin using in, in terms of the thinking process is is this boundary or lack of serving me? How am I feeling after that? And I'll tell you what, after my experience a few weeks ago, like I felt really shitty, like really shitty. I felt humiliated, worthless. And like, this is a person who really should have no real input on my life. And Mm -hmm. so it shows me that this is a place where I need to make a change, right? Where I need to fall back into the middle of that spectrum where I'm really on the lacking side of it. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And so, yeah, I was going to say for anybody that this is resonating for, cause I'm sure that there, there are people that are going to be listening and say, Oh yeah, I, I definitely feel like maybe sometimes I get myself in situations where I have a hard time verbally expressing what I need or what's going on for me. Maybe that's something that we can touch on as we continue going in the future, whatever is you can let us know how you're working through that piece, because I think mm-hmm. that would be helpful for the audience who might also find that that's a boundary that they're needing to put into place. Absolutely. So I also wanted to share an example for me, this might connect for some of you that are listening. So yes, I would say that I'm pretty good with verbal and physical boundaries. In some cases, I do find myself not always able to fully express what I need or what's going on within me, but for the most part, I think I'm pretty good in that sense, but energetic boundaries has also been a little bit tougher for me. 
when I think about energetic boundaries, very specifically where I'm trying to put more into my life, it's definitely in terms of my business. And so this is an area of my life that brings me so much joy, so much fulfillment, so much passion. It's, it seriously lights me up. And I'm sure you you guys all know that because I talk about it all the time, (laughs) but One thing I do find though, is that I lack boundaries with this piece because I'm always thinking, doing, creating, like it just, my brain doesn't stop. And so it is, I have to be very conscious when it comes to turning off and getting out of doing mode and allowing myself to just be in my life, in my relationships, in my, when I'm with the kids and all of that. Right. Because otherwise, if it were up to me, I, I, I would just pour myself into it completely. And I do sometimes, and then I get very tired and exhausted. Um, Mm. And then if we're looking at patterns, because this ties into, you know, Tess, you're talking about your pattern as well. I've realized that, the reason why, one of the reasons why, not only because I love it so much and it brings me so much joy, but another reason why I really love pouring myself into it is because I get validation from this. I feel successful and I get validated for the good work that I'm doing. And if that feels good, I mean, I feel anyone could resonate with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I real I realized too, that as I trace that back, I would always get validated in my performance in how I did with sports, in whether I was doing well in school, like there was validation there uh, from my parents, especially from my dad. He, he, he definitely values that. And so it's just interesting, right? It's that it served such an important purpose then. Does it serve it now? Probably not. Um, but again, old habits die hard. So it's just be, becoming <laughs> aware of it is the most important piece. Would you say that in those moments where you are being still or you're having that more being mentality instead of doing that anxiousness kind of begins to trickle up because you feel that if you're not performing, there's a chance that that connection, that bond, that validation will be taken? Uh, You know, it's interesting. I would have said two months ago, I would have said yes, 100%. But then I started microdosing on psilocybin mushrooms, you guys, I'm going to be talking about this at some point because it is the bee's knees. It's, it's been the sweetest thing ever. Uh, just really, I did it very intentionally. And again, uh, maybe I'll talk about it on the, on the pod coming up, but, um, I started to realize that actually the more I'm in being mode, the more I am present, connected in flow in my creative process, not doing, just being, I'm actually way more successful. Mm. Like so much more it, because there is this, and this is something that, that fascinates me that I'm starting to learn more about is this idea of energy. And when we are being, when we are present, when we are connected, when we, there, there's a release of attachment in those in that energy, in those moments, you release expectations, you release control. And when you can be and just be present and allow and just tap into what feels really good at any given moment, it opens up a clear channel for abundance to come through. Right. And so they're like, now we're really getting into the manifesting piece. Yeah. You're saying no to something and therefore you're being present and therefore it's flowing in a lot easier, whether that's like creative ideas, 
getting things done where it feels probably less forced. I'm assuming yes. feels like natural and flowy. Yeah. And you can tell the difference in that energy, right? You can tell the difference when i and I mean, if you're listening, you're like, well, I can't actually tell the difference. Well, as you, <laughs> as you continue on your journey and, and through your healing and through allowing yourself to feel and building awareness, you will be able to start to tell the difference in your energy when mm-hmm. something feels connected and in flow. And when something feels restricted and like you're pushing it, if that makes sense. We're talking literally in your example about how, as you began to set boundaries for yourself energetically, how things began to really manifest in your creative process. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on just, just how these two really connect because I didn't see the linkage for a long time. So like boundaries, when we think of them, a lot of people think they're restrictive, right? Like it's like, no, 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 all the time. But I would challenge you to think of boundaries really more like a filter. So imagine something's presented to you, maybe it's a job, a relationship, a decision to make. Boundaries should be more thought of as, yes, I will receive that, or no, I will not receive that. What's okay, what's not okay. Neither is incorrect, depending on obviously what the situation is. Like if we can just take love, for example, let's say you're longing for connection and and you're single right now and you're looking to bring in a partnership, or maybe you're in a loving relationship and you're having some issues with that partner. Let's say, you know, your partner or the person coming into your life isn't really connecting with you. You don't feel like you're being made a priority. Maybe they're not texting enough. Maybe they're not present in your conversations. So it's making you feel insecure, sort of like a last thought. If you allow this behavior to continue, if you don't actually say, here's what I need from you, or here's my expectations for this partnership or this dynamic that we're creating and dancing with here, you then are actually choosing that, Mm -hmm. right? And more things like that will flow in. So saying, no, I do not accept that, or no, I will not receive that is you actually using boundaries to say yes to what you do want. Mm-hmm. So like think of boundaries as a way of communicating to the universe, again, almost like a filter. Um, you know, imagine you're going down a, a dark tunnel and there's just like all these people, those are the relationships you could have. There's all the job opportunities. There's all the feelings that you could have. It's like, you're literally looking at everything and it's, is it a yes or is it a no? Is it a yes or is it a no? It's a filter, right? Mm-hmm. And the more times you align with what authentically feels like a yes to you and you allow those and you put in a boundary for the things that are a no, the more of those yes things are going to come. Yes. Yeah. Because so instead of, right. Because it clears space, exactly. right? Like when we are looking at our lives and, and, you know, to add on to this filter piece that you're talking about, if you think of like a, muddy mojito, right? And it's like all like mixed up and junk. There's like tons of crap everywhere. Like if you think about your life like that, it's hard to really know what you want and what's truly in alignment for you. But if you start to filter a little bit and figure out the things that you really want and that are the big yeses and then release and let go of the things that are the no's, it gets clearer, right? Mm -hmm. You filter and it gets clearer and it opens up space for more of what you want to come in. Absolutely. And I feel bad if you've been drinking muddy mojitos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> aren't they supposed to be muddy like muddled I, I guess but yeah. oh, okay it's cloudy it's cloudy I'll give you that <laughs> that's so funny okay also a trait of my ADHD is that I make up words like I <laughs> I I think I meant to say muddled but I said muddy and it just worked in my brain 
We're going to create a Christina dictionary. I love it. (laughs) So funny. To tie onto that piece, you know, boundaries for me have really been tied to my self-worth and that as I have dug into the things that are really important for me, filtered out the things that weren't really working for me anymore, maybe edited or moved things around. I really also began to step so much more into my self-worth. And again, relating this back to this piece around energy, like when you are in your worth, the universe answers fast to that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an energy of like, you know what you want, you know what is right for you. You're going to speak it. You're going to embody it. You're going to live it. And you're actually going to also know how to ground into your energy when you need to. And and all of that is self-worth. And that's how you really start to bring in more of what you want in your life. Absolutely. And, and even on a smaller scale, when we think about relationship, like we treat people, sorry, we teach people how to treat, to treat us. us. Yep. Right. So think of that dynamic. And I think everyone can see truth in that, right? If you allow someone to speak to you in a way that is just not okay with you, they'll continue doing it. So think of, you know, universally on a bigger scale, what you're saying yes to is what's going to come and what you're not saying no to will also, right? And so if you're in these situations in life where it's not feeling good, it's because you haven't put in that boundary. Yeah. You haven't cleared your mojito. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's all muddy or muddled, if you will. (laughs) And, you know, because I think it'd be nice to give, give people some more examples here, just as we're moving along, when I think about my transition from teaching to my business, and again, this is where, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know what's right for me. I don't know what you got to start to tap in. You have Mm -hmm. to start to tap into your energy and pay attention to what feels good. What feels right on a deeper level. What's that? Yes. Versus what doesn't and get honest with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because I started to realize, and I've talked about this and I think I talked about it in maybe the rock bottom episode, but I started to realize that teaching wasn't it for me anymore. That at one point in my life, it really was. And I loved it so much and it fulfilled so much of a purpose for me. But then I got to a new season in my life where teaching wasn't that for me anymore. And my business was, and I really had to decide if if I'm going to do this with my business, I have to take it full time. Like I have to fully dive into it. And I really had to step into my worth. And in doing so, I had to release the teaching Mm -hmm. and release that path, you know, and, and that's where the universe, I firmly believe the universe really rewards us when we jump off that cliff and we trust in what, in what comes in that jump. Right. And we chatted about this a bit about the tests coming, which, you know, when you were renewing your term for teaching, like here's the test Mm. and how boundaries play into that. Right. Yeah. Boundaries are like the steps then we take to either pass or redo the test all over again. I won't say fail because sometimes the same situation, the same dynamic, the same opportunity needs to come up a few times until you're ready to step into that worth to take that leap. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's just a piece is like when we want something more for us, there's that upper level, but in order to get to that upper level, we have to climb the stairs. We have to move through the tests and the things that show up where the universe is like, well, if you want this, here's what you need to do. You have to step into that worth. And that often looks like boundaries in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, even if people are confused as to what they want, what's good, what's not just tap into how you're feeling. 
even you start with like conversations with people, like where are people verbally crossing boundaries with you? Like saying things, being too critical, like making fun, gossiping, like tune into your body. How are you feeling? If you're not feeling better after those conversations, and that can also be like hard conversations, right? I'm not saying like people just need to talk positive all the time, but that probably shows you where you need to put in a boundary. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I actually don't want to talk about X, Y, Z anymore. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just tuning into how you're feeling first. And then as you, I think, begin to tune in, like you said, authentically, you'll understand like what's in alignment with you and what's not, but even just tapping into the feeling because your body doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. hundred. No, your body will never lie. That's where your intuition is, right? Like I can, I can sense an alpha female walking in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like they could be 30 feet away and I'm like, Oh God, I feel it. I feel it tingling mm-hmm. inside me. Right. And so, yeah, we just know we pick up on energies. So just to actually tie a little bit more of this together, to give a bit more of an example, in case you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm trying to understand where putting a boundary then creates manifestation for me. If this is, if this is what you want to learn more about another example that I was thinking about that could be really helpful here is, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about a friendship that I have, I've had for years and, you know, it got to the point in our friendship where I felt like I needed to speak a bit of my truth. Like we had gotten quite distant. We weren't as close as we were. And I really just needed to speak my truth on that and just really say where we were at. And that was really scary because it can feel really scary to say, especially in these really intimate relationships that we have, it can be scary to put ourselves out there to say what's going on for us. Um, But I did it and I surrendered to the process. I said, okay, like I'm putting this out there and I'm, I'm willing to see what happens now with our friendship. And I can honestly say that we are in a really, really great place. Like our, our friendship is deeper than it's been more connected than it's been in a really, really long time. And I don't know if we would have been able to reach that deeper connection if I hadn't spoken that raw vulnerable truth within me. It's almost like this idea of like the spectrum piece. You have to be able to feel all of it. And so you have to be able to go to the hard pieces in order to get to the really deep, beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, beautiful. yeah. So I wanted to just add that in. If you're, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I'm trying to understand more how boundaries create manifestation. That would be another example. So if you're listening and this is helping you and you want to start to explore your boundaries a little bit more, here are some questions that could be really helpful for you. Do you have a hard time creating physical distance from a person, place, or thing that is affecting you negatively? Is it hard for you to speak your truth and to express what is going on within yourself? Do you feel like you're always doing things for others, worrying and concerned about others' experiences, challenges, and circumstances? So think about those three and and start to dig into why. That would be the first piece here is looking at those three because they connect to verbal, physical, and energetic boundaries and start to dig in why. If this is the case for you, why? And then the next piece you'd wanna look at is how can you begin to take back your power in your life? And where in your life can you begin to set boundaries and step more into your worth? Mm. That's good. I, I will just sort of a word of caution as people begin to dive into boundaries, if you haven't really ever put in verbal, physical, emotional, energetic boundaries, be prepared, especially in long-term relationship dynamics, because if you have never 
especially vocalized a boundary with X, Y, Z person, and then you do, there will be backlash. Mm -hmm. But again, think of it like this. Every time you don't put in the boundary, you're saying no to you and yes to them. And so I would say, what are your priorities? Like yourself, your self-worth, your life, right? And, and, and actually in, in a way you're teaching them something too, where they can grow as well. Always. Right. But be prepared for that. Like even especially, and I don't start off with like your mother, Yeah, you know, maybe like a coworker, do it, something a little bit more distant. Start simple, simple, simple. And and maybe write out like, what could their possible reactions be to the boundary so that you can mentally prepare yourself. So you don't go into like freeze mode, how you would respond again, staying in your worth and just remember to do it with kindness because truth without kindness, I think is just cruelty. Mm. Um, and you know, like sticking to like what you really wanted to say and creating the boundary is one thing. Holding it is a whole. Yes. Thing. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I was, I, I was actually going to finish that up with that piece is that's what it is right there. We, we all think that putting the boundary in is the hard piece. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's reinforcing it. Mm-hmm. And especially where there is a dynamic, I think, where you're meant to sort of pull out a lesson from that boundary will be tested quite a few times before Mm. it kind of is just cemented. And so be prepared for that because it can take a lot of energy. And maybe it's just that you need to have a deeper conversation with the person so that they can understand as to why this boundary needs to remain in place. Um, But stay in your worth and again, start small and work your way up. And know that you've got this. <laughs> it can feel <laughs> difficult and challenging, but this is the work, right? And it's a daily consistent practice of showing up, seeing what you need and taking action. That's how I like to see it at least. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate, you know, just getting all the feedback. We've really been talking to some of you lately and it's been really exciting listening to how much the podcast has been helping you, the different episodes and what's been resonating. So please do not stop messaging and letting us know what's working for you. We love feedback, leave a review. That is always so, so, so helpful for us because the more reviews, the more people it can reach. And that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of why we're doing this. Um, yes. If you're looking to connect more with Tess or I, you can reach Tess on TikTok or Instagram at her unearthed. And you can reach Christina myself on TikTok or Instagram at Christina.soulempowered. Thanks everyone. We hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.